Welcome, everybody. We are live here on Wednesday night. Uh, good to be back. It's been a while since uh, some of you folks have been on the panel, even even myself. It's been a couple weeks for me. It's been like, what, six, seven months for you, J-Rod, or what? <laughs> yeah, I took off the summer. I, I usually fly south for the summer. <laughs> Canadian geese. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, Barnett, he, he's been here. He's been old faithful since he got back from uh, his honeymoon, right? Yeah, I'm back. Well, now that he's locked down, dude, when you're locked down, you got, you're got you looking for ways to get out now. And Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's nice. It was nice being on the road, feeling like you're kind of escaped it all. But <laughs> And you went uh, all the way up to Montana, right? Yeah, pretty close to Canada, actually. Yeah. yeah. Really what, do you think about, what do you think about Canada, Dustin? Love our neighbors to the north. <laughs> Greatest maple syrup you can imagine. Maple syrup's the best. Yeah. <laughs> do they have good chicken and waffles is the question. It's like geese and waffles over there. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> Little gamey for me. I just like that good fried chicken. Yeah. With yeah. I, I, do they cook geese? Do people eat geese? Yeah, Christmas oh. goose. I got a question though for our viewers: What's better, KFC or Popeyes? <laughs> wow! Either he's trying to Either he's trying good. to. What's the best fried chicken place? Then, or is it Roscoe's? No, it's not Roscoe's. Jeremy's. Jeremy got sick after Roscoe's. So Roscoe's the Roscoe's in Pasadena Rock, man, that was so good. I have to go lay down and not eat for like a week after Roscoe's. <laughs> I'll be like my death row meal. I'll be like, just give me some Roscoe's. I like the um, Old Town, Old Town Cafe yeah. in Camarillo. There. Yeah, they actually are pretty good. I actually started to really uh, enjoy that. Some places kind of do a cheesy thing, but uh, theirs is pretty good. Dustin used to make some bomb uh, fried chicken at Rabelais, his uh, Cajun restaurant there yeah. in uh, San Paula. That's right. Dude, that was good. That was talking about that name anymore. I got <laughs> That was some good eating, man. He would he would get this, ladies and gentlemen. He would deep fry it and then finish it off baking it, so it wasn't as oily, and it came out excellent. Yeah, very good. True. Also, one of the best cat, uh, fried catfish sandwiches I've had. It was like rocking the world. It was like it was so good. So I don't uh, know if you could say, say that on a Christian uh, broadcast, but uh, oh, cat, yeah. No, not the catfish, the rock the world thing. I don't know, especially after a new marriage thing. <laughs> wow. Um, Jim Rushing says KFC. Um, I heard there's a, a reason why they cannot call it Kentucky Fried Chicken anymore. They call it KFC because allegedly it's not chicken. I don't know if that's true or not. Don't quote me. I on heard it. a rumor of that. Can anybody verify that? Because that is an interesting rumor. Is it real chicken? Maybe Jim might know this. He's a... He's a he works in agriculture. I heard everything on the internet is true, so maybe we can. Uh, That's right. That. So we're gonna have one of those little fact-checking things at the bottom of our post today. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. Well, we're we're here hanging out, uh, having a, a bit of community tonight. Um, but we are actually gonna be talking about one of the uh, centerpieces of the church that uh, we have going on right now. It's called community groups. If you're not in a community group or you want to figure out what a community group is all about. We're going to kind of tell you a little bit about that and what the importance of community is. And as you just saw at the very beginning, if you tuned in early, like that's kind of what community can be like. We talked about catfish. We talked about KFC. Uh, we talked about restaurants. What, what else did we talk about? Canada. Uh, do people eat geese, maple syrup? I mean, <laughs> this, is, this is wild, right? But that's what community is all about, right? Yeah. Right living life with people and talking about the most random of things, but getting to know each other even better. Yeah. I mean, I think my favorite part of the community groups that we have going on is the very beginning where we kind of just do some icebreakers. We do some get to know you questions. And I feel like I learned so much from the, the people in our group based on some of them are silly questions. Some of them are just like, wow, I never knew that you, you know, wanted the power of invisibility or flight or whatever it may be like uh, how about how about you guys what's your what's your favorite part right now of the community groups yeah i'm like the small talk guy so i like to get in though i'm i generally don't i uh, do the small talk and i just like listening because i'm a people watcher 
So I just like the interaction of watching a couple of people that don't really know each other connect and how they're dealing with it. And then I interject my two cents to keep it going. So I really like it like you, Jeremy. I like the front end of it. And then, you know, the end of, of, of watching people, because every time in our group, there's just prayer warriors and they pray this long, epic, amazing prayer. And then seven minutes later, I've got this 27 page text of everybody's prayers. And so I like that, too, because that's really, a you know, my wife's like, oh, we always want to pray for people, not just now, but throughout the week. And so that's kind of fun, too. Nice. How about you, Dustin? We're in the same group. We're in the group with all the kids. And so it's been different uh, since we've been on Zoom. Uh, before we were interrupted all the time by like dirty diapers and by like, you know, Legos getting thrown across the place and kids climbing, random kids just climbing up in your lap. And, yeah. and now we can use this amazing button called mute. So it's 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 a little bit more civil, our uh, our meetings. But what, what do you think? Yeah, it's, it's been fun because we're in a community group, like you said, we're the kids group. I thought you meant like us. We're the we're the young group, but it, it, it's been so beneficial because you get a chance to, like I said earlier, live life with people. And we're all around the same dynamic. We're, you know, not, we haven't been in the marriage game for too long. Uh, we have, a lot of us have little kids running around, like you said, tearing up the place and you get to stop for about an hour and a half and just, you know, like discuss what's going on, not only with our lives, but a message and then like intertwine the two. And it's really cool to see, yes, we, we stay on track with going over scripture, but suddenly that morphs into something that's happening in our lives or someone that something else has happened to. And it's been a beautiful thing. So it's nice getting to know some people that were just acquaintances and now you call them friends. Uh, it's been, it's been huge. How about you, Barnett? Uh, for me, I, really missed that with my group we would get like lunch on sundays after sundays and not doing that was like just really sad right seeing them checking in and it was like it's just really strange right to just think about that um yeah just one it's just uh i don't know how to explain it but i don't think all ministry happens in a bible study i know mm -hmm. that might sound blasphemous but i just like seeing people in the natural element because you get to know them and they're um and sometimes people are more comfortable in that setting and kind of more open and, and whatnot. You can't discount that. I think that was like something that Randy uh, told me about, right? Randy's uh, one of our elders. He's been, he was like a pastor for 20 years and he said like, you know, having fun can be just as important as anything else, right? He's like, when we were back in the Jesus people days, we would be going snowboarding and doing all sorts of things and getting to know one another. And that was like just another way of um, deepening our relationships and so. I love it. I like the food aspect too. Um, right now, since we're all, our, our group's on Zoom, I know some of our groups are meeting in person, some are doing a hybrid, but our, our group, like we had Sydney and Joe Chow. We're going to actually be talking to Joe tonight. We're going to invite him on, but um, they would set up the best snacks ever. And I, I'm a snack guy. I love snacks, but they would set up LaCroix. They would set up like peanut butter sandwiches, snacks, uh, hummus. It was amazing. But now, I mean, we just kind of make it a special night at our house where we're like, hey, it's sushi night. So we're going to grab some sushi and we're going to do our group um, on Zoom. But it's food is an awesome way of, of having community with people. Uh, I know J-Rod's always uh, real big in the food and he loves to host people. And so um, what do you think about food? I love talking about food. Maybe it's just because I'm hungry, too. I haven't eaten dinner either. I haven't eaten dinner. <laughs> I'm starving, by the yeah. way, too. So, uh, no, I think really, I think uh, Barnett and Jeremy, I think you're hitting on a key part is community, especially Zoom, it's not getting that. But I like what you're saying, Jeremy, is still make it as special as possible by bringing in the food and doing something different so that your wife and you get excited yeah. as you make it a part of it. But really, you know, you see a lot of stuff and uh, the New Testament, especially where life is done at the table. And there's a lot of writing, a lot of ink, as Jeremy would say, written yeah. on paper about being together and meeting at the, at the dinner table or at the lunch table. And I, and I think being in a community group allows you to have some of that after service kind of fellowship, which is really to me is my favorite. You know, my family likes to go together and it's one of the few times we're all together and it's really good family fellowship. And for me, community group, you guys have become family because we've been doing a lot of community together for many years and we're like family now. And it's just because of that community and fellowship. So it's really critical. 
I like what, I like what you're saying about the um, just being in community and, and relating it to to the New Testament, even the Old Testament that, you know, like the more you spend time with people, like challenges arise. That's what happens when we're in community. Like we, we deal with the, with one another and it was no different like in the ancient world. But I think the key to remember that as believers, like when we belong um, in community, that's really when we find who we really are. We uh, relate to one another. We're responsible in that community. And it's, it's very strange in our world today. We're so like individualistic as Americans. We're, we're so just like, this is just who I am. And we like, personalize everything we don't often view it in a communal sense but when it comes to a community we're, we're expected to share like our gifts and talents and lives with each other we're, we're expected you know to love and be generous to encourage and, and live in unity also like be humble because that's that's how the world will know that we belong to jesus and we also belong to one another and um, i was thinking about this like much of the new testament uh, minus the Gospels and minus uh, the book of Acts, but we see much of the New Testament contains letters that are, are written to churches uh, explaining and in, instructing them how, how you should live, how you should treat one another, how you stay strong in, in Jesus. And I mean, the, the leaders of the first century church had tons of issues. And so these letters that, that Paul uh, and others wrote, they gave a lot of great advice about what it means to like excel and do really well in community. And, and tonight we're going to look at a couple of these, these passages. We're going to look at like six different passages. And then we're going to talk to, to Joe, one of our community group leaders, to figure out like, why is a community group important? Why is it necessary? And maybe how, how you can get involved. So um, you guys ready for this? You want to get into it? So yeah, let's do it. Um, and if, also, if you have any questions, just put it in the chat and we'll, we'll try to address it as well. Let me pull up. And let me pull up the, uh, the PowerPoint here so we all can can see it. Here we go. Ready? We're going to share the screen. We're going to start with 1 Corinthians 1.10. Go ahead, uh, Spicy D. That was his name at the restaurant. That was it. It's not Spicy Catfish. <laughs> but, uh, Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. It says, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say, and that there can be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly united in mind and thought. Let's just uh, give a couple thoughts about this, and then I'll, I'll minimize the screen. We can talk a little bit more about it. But you know, what what are you guys seeing in this in this text here about community in our lives and the early church? The first thing I see is it's an appeal. I mean, you think about somebody writing a letter they're kind of going hey people church camarillo ventura county california hey this is important and and it's something that we should all understand so i just like the idea of an appeal i i love how paul calls writing really sets it up often and this is an appeal to all christians and that's one of the things i was going to say tonight is for me community group is critical to my personal growth and my productivity and my faith Great. Yeah, when I when I was reading that, a, a couple of things really jump off. It says that all of you agree with one another. And in order to agree with one another, you have to speak and let your thoughts and actions be known. So community is a beautiful place to share your voice. Uh, a lot of the times we feel intimidated to speak in front of a big group. And there's something intimate about being around, you know, eight to 12 people that you're getting comfortable with week in and week out, where you get a chance to then say, hey, what do you think about this? And really talk to one another, listen, you know, encourage each other, and also hear all these different points of view. And, you know, secondly, it's talking about that we need to be perfectly united. Um, and like I said, you, you grow these bonds where you're able to unite in not just all these different issues that you're feeling, but you unite in these friendships because you truly get to know one another. And I think that's a, what we desperately need is that when we stepped away from a church building, what people are hungry for is the fellowship and also interacting with one another and this being united and speaking your mind and feeling, you know, built up at the same time, I think is huge in our walk. It's really cool to think about what you're saying, because the truth is 
how do we unite today? We got people on different political sides. And one of the ways that I've been able to do it is just be in community. You find, man, I got common ground, even though there might be political differences or theological differences within our family or our fellowship. And when you sit down with people, you start to see, oh, they like this and that, and so do I. And you start to see that you're, you're more like-minded than less like-minded. And I love that, Dustin. I think you really kind of hit that uh, crit, uh uh, that point critically, which is if I'm distant, even from you guys, if I'm distant from you guys, I don't have that same relationship. I don't have that same trust in you and that same hope in you. And there, there's something about not being in community that creates that. And the flip side of being in community gets us united and to be unified and, and, and uh, uh, believing in one another. Yeah. Love it. Barnett, let's continue here um, with our next our next passage, it is 1 Peter 3, 8. We're going through 1 Peter on uh, Sundays right now in our sermon series called Refine. So this is a little taste of what's ahead. Go ahead. It says, finally, all of you be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. I really like that. I was, it, you know what, it's kind of funny. What popped in my mind is like, uh, I don't know why I grew up watching a lot of military movies and things like that. I never served or anything, but it just was interesting because um, kind of reading some memoirs of people that served in World War II, they just talked about the brotherhood that they found in their immediate unit, even though that these guys came from all over, right? And were completely different. It didn't matter what race they were. It didn't matter uh, their socioeconomic status. It didn't matter their education. There was like kind of this uh, brotherhood that was formed uh, through fire, right? And even though they had the different backgrounds, they had kind of the same mission, which was to watch each other's back. And I think that's, to me, I just think about that, right? As Christians, like we should be like-minded. Yes, we're going to all be different, but we all have, we're all here for the same purpose, right? And that's to, to pursue the, the great commission, to make disciples, to be a light. And that, that should be like our mission and not, we shouldn't be, um, kind of, I guess, fighting one another in a sense, or, or like the other one saying, or dividing, or saying we're following this or following that. Good. Yeah, I, I like what you're saying about um, just like-mindedness and, and relating it to um, maybe a military type of relationship context among the platoon or among the, the soldiers and stuff. And I think about like in the Vietnam war where you have like people popping in and popping out of your unit all the time and just the relationships that get forged. But then like all of a sudden someone gets, you know, someone gets on leave or they're, they're taken away or they die or whatever happens. And like the relationship is like gone. Like, I mean, how do you, how do you, we don't have, like, they didn't have like the internet today where we can easily access people, but it's like, you're writing letters maybe, or that relationship is done. And so like when it comes to our relationship with people at church and, and especially in community groups, sometimes it hurts when people leave, when people like move on, especially if they just like drop off the face of the earth and like leave the church in general. Like, yeah, if they go to another church, that's, that's fine. But it does sting a little bit sometimes because we build so much in community, so much like-mindedness and loving and caring. And so it's, it's that, that, heart that hurts you know yeah i think it's i think i love what you guys are saying because i mean when you're in the battle um of life these people speak valuable things into your life and you know i one of the reasons why i do community group is i want to be spoken into i mean i know i do a lot of speaking but i sit and listen because i want to hear what people uh, got from the message like this week Jeremy spoke and last week I spoke and this summer we had m many different speakers and it's just really cool to sit back and listen and hear what people got and to also be poured into and uh, one of the things I like about you guys are is you guys are always willing to pour into me and even call me out and that's what community does it makes me more productive there's a, a, a little phrase in that last scripture that we just read is love one another and like what you guys are talking about there's people pouring in and it hurts your heart if they leave and it's all this love that's being shared and one of the things that got me so excited to be a part of community groups even before we launched this journey was talking with people 
that had grown up in these, whatever you want to call them, life groups, study groups, community groups, and they had been connected with their group members for over 25 years. Yeah. And it's like, that's amazing to have <laughs> friends that you can just be with yeah. uh, and pour into them like for 25 years. I mean, you're, that's seeing kids being raised together and going off into college. That's marriages hitting milestones. And it's just seeing these transformations happen. And that's an amazing thing that you can get from a community group. Yeah. Yeah. Also, too, I'm watching this uh, survival show and they're saying uh, being around in social environments, it releases oxytocin, which helps reduce stress. Hmm. Isn't that so interesting? Like, you know, your stress levels can rise being on your own. But when you're when you're in a social setting, like there's actually a chemical, I think, uh, yeah, oxytocin that helps to reduce stress right i think the stress uh, hormone is cortisol and so you guys can fact check or look that up but that just that. that's it that's a definitely true for me what you're saying as i'm better in community i don't like to be by myself you know uh so no i agree that's really true for me not true for dustin though right let's like, see let's introverts <laughs> unite introverts this is <laughs> Dustin hasn't left his basement. He's got like right to the left of him is like his whole wardrobe right there. I have the vampire complexion right now. It's kind of a good look. I don't know how you do that. Bunker down. I'm ready with the NASA food and everything. Yeah. Do you live in the wrong place if you want to hunker down? You should live in like Washington or something. (laughs) And your wife's working from home. Has she seen the sun uh, the past week or two? No, the only son she's seen is Sawyer. That's wow. Just, wow. Yeah, vitamin D, man. You guys get some vitamin D. Get out of there. I mean, today was 100 and something, so you didn't need any sun. You needed to get out of the sun. Yeah, that's right. See? <laughs> they just take the supplements for vitamin vitamin D, I think. That's right. Hey, let's check out this another one. Uh, let's have uh, Dustin. You want to read it? Here we go. We are in Romans 12, 4 through 5. All right. So... It says, for just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we, though many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like a transformer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the, the, the joke is always like, no one's the appendix and stuff like that. And the appendix is interesting because like, we don't know really what its purpose is, but we sure know like when it's not working. Right. And so, I don't know, maybe, maybe someone is the appendix and you just have like this uh, warning kind of. Uh, uh, well, how many times has, how many times has someone left the church that you, you thought was maybe the appendix and then you realize, oh, well, man, I really missed that person. Yeah. I was thinking of somebody last week that I haven't seen in four or five years that were that would show up and very quiet. And I'm like, oh, man, they added value to the church, even though they probably didn't know it. And, and I didn't probably realize it as much either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, what, what you're talking about, Jeff, is, is perfect to talk about in this this space, because almost all of our community group leaders were not leading in some capacity in church. There are a few that were, but we have some that have stepped up remarkably well and have guided these groups to be so successful. And they're, you know, truly what's what we're calling them is uh, the pastors of the church, because as everything was closed down and shut away, they were the ones still able to make a connection with these groups that they had been pouring into. So they have stepped up and, and been these members that they may not have had the same gifts that we have in, in teaching or, or speaking, but they've done rem- you know better than us in so many regards and really investing in people and making it in the one body, all these different groups. Yeah. I like how we don't call them lay pastors. You know how some churches, they just call them lay pastors. Like it's just kind of like, oh, you're like the lesser pastor and I'm just thinking, I'm just kind of envisioning what it would look like to like really empower, you know, our leaders. Cause yeah, we got some amazing leaders and I think we're supposed to empower them. And, and for me, like one of my greatest dreams for leadership is to see the people that I mentor like surpass me in every way, you know, to be way better than me at what I do, you know, which some people are like, Oh shoot, you know, well, I might not have a job or whatever. They might take it over. Well, 
you know, you're always going to have a job, you know, mentoring other people. So it's, you don't have to worry about that, you know. And I think, I, go ahead. No, go ahead. You got something good. Oh, I was just going to say, I think it's amazing also when we consider the church is not just like what happens on a Sunday in a church building, but like when we see the larger purpose of the church as the kingdom of God, um, where someone who has no part in performing or, or doing the Sunday service or making it happen. Maybe they don't serve in any particular capacity and whatever, but they may be like the bicep or the, the bicep or the, um, the abs at their work, um, being the church, being that presence in a different environment. Um, I think that's abs? critical. What are abs? Abs. Yeah. Yeah. Abs. <laughs> I was thinking, uh, I, I like where you guys are heading, but I really think it's critical that the community groups at Journey is going to be it. It's really where the rubber meets the road. And Dustin, you've been a great help to get the church activated. I mean, Barnett was just talking about it. This is where you get to come in and do your gifts. And maybe you're not the leader. Maybe you're not the person that can talk, but you can, if you bring snacks to any kind of thing, look at how Jeremy lights up when he talks about snacks. I mean, oh. hummus and peanut butter, jelly sandwiches and all the stuff. If you bring snacks you're instantly Jeremy's best good. friend. I'm good. You start yeah. seeing him. But you can find what you're good at. Some people are good at praying and some people are good at the welcome side and technology. And so, you know, this is activating the church to do more because our church has never been about Sunday service. Mm -hmm. It's important. But we I remember we all sat around and said it's going to be 25 or 30 percent of our work and we're going to do a lot of stuff outside of Sunday service. And the funny thing is, it's still kind of that way. And that's what I love about Journey. Yeah. Let's go for one more. Um, and then we're going to invite our friend Joe on here, one of our community group leaders. We'll go with uh, this one, Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. It says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching, the day of, of Jesus' return. I really like this because in my translation, it says stir. And I really like it. It kind of, the, the community group stirs us up and to stir us up to do love and to, to do better deeds or good deeds for the kingdom of God. And I just believe every week we need to be stirred up because we can get complacent. The church in Laodicea is always a reminder to me. And I ask myself on a daily basis, it's like, what more am I doing for the kingdom of God? And is it with my, my, my kid or a friend or, or something. And so I love the concept of spurring or stirring it up. And, uh, and, and really, you know, we were talking about food and, you know, food really helps it stir it up as well. So I love this, that we're, we're, we're stirred up to do good deeds and love more. Yeah. The, the point about meeting together, I, I, those that aren't a part of community groups, when the pandemic hit, every single group, just adapted so well, went online and did not miss a week. And yeah. it was such a beautiful thing that some people were not tech savvy and they were able to just figure it out because they wanted to continue meeting. They saw how vital these groups are. And in fact, instead of stopping on our quarter system to just, you know, we need to take a break. They wanted to keep powering through because they saw such a need and they wanted to be around each other and talk to each other and encourage each other. So they definitely did not give up meeting together. And now it's turned into when we actually take breaks because we just we're finishing up our, our two week break and going back into groups this week, you miss each other <laughs> and you're looking forward to the time where you get to get back together. So it's just a compliment to the leaders and all the community members so far that have gone forward and said, you know what, we're not gonna give up meeting together. A pandemic can't stop us. We're gonna continue building into each other's lives. And, and being the church outside. I love what you guys are saying. And I, I also think that um, this bit right here about um, just like how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. And sometimes we don't really think about like the, 
the actions that we take or the impact that we actually have on people's lives. I heard a story about a, a young man who was going to a Methodist church um, down in, I don't know, like South Carolina or something like that. And uh, he was going through a really, really hard time. His life was just in shambles, but he kept going to church. And, and he said that the, the, the part he liked most about this like traditional type of service was at the very end was the benediction before you know you go and hang out with everyone else it's like this final like blessing of farewell because he said that's the only time in his week where someone says something nice to him and i'm powerful and i'm like community is a big deal you know yeah. And when we are able to be in community, we can help to love one another and bless one another in a way that is real concrete. You know, we think blessings like, oh, yeah, bless you. Like you sneezed or bless you. It's not really anything. But it's like in, in the Old Testament, we see it's a concrete reality. It's speaking truth into someone's life. And that's what we do in community all the time. And whether we know it or not, like I love what Maya Angelou said. She, she said that um, people at the end of the day are not going to remember what you said or even maybe what you did, but they're going to remember how you made them feel. And that's something I think is very important in our community groups. And it's, it's what happens. This whole, this whole night sounds like a, a sales pitch for our community groups. And that's essentially what it is because it, community is essential to who we are and what we do. I mean, at some point at the end of your life, I, I, um, I, as many of on this uh, panel, get to walk people right into heaven several times. And uh, unfortunately, that's part of the job. But you see people that have had community and at the end of their life, just how the community surrounds them. And to me, there's nothing more valuable. You know, it's not money. It's not possession. All that stuff goes away. I've seen some horrible events because of that, but I've also seen just some beautiful acts. And I love that quote, Jeremy. Where'd that come from? From Maya? Maya no, Angela? I know, but I mean, just have that up or that just come off the top of your head. It's not like a direct quote. It's like she, she says no, that. But I think, it's, I think it's really what makes people people is that yeah. at the end of the day, we're going to be measured on our relationships, relationship to God and to other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking of relationships, is Joe around? Joe, you ask and you will receive. Uh -oh. Joe, it it's got to be like a, a doorbell. Ding dong. Oh, it's Joe. What's up, What's Joe? I think you're muted, Joe. Hey. There he How's is. So uh, you may not know Joe. You may know him. Um, I think he was featured on Sexiest Man of the Year. Was that this year, 2020, You know what issue of GQ was that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, back in my prime, 2012. <laughs> Forbes and Fortune 500 as well. Yeah. We are going to introduce you uh, for yourself uh, so you don't have to do anything like that. Um, let's, let's see if we get it all right. I do compare him to Don Draper from Mad Men, if you've ever watched Mad Men. He, I love Don Draper. He's he is really, Don Draper. He's really awesome. Um, also, he has three kids, three boys, and an awesome dog and an awesome wife who sets out all the snacks. But tell us, you have a brand new baby. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and your life. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, like I said, I have uh, three boys, uh, Jackson, Carter, and now Weston. Weston, he just turned a month uh, yesterday, month old. And then uh, Jackson already? three. Yeah, yeah, no, already. Quick. Really quick. It seems like it just flew by. I think that's kind of how everything goes right now, right? Um, yeah. Kind of flying by. Um, but yeah, so, uh, live in Camarillo, obviously. Uh, moved here when I was like four years old and, you know, kind of went up through the ranks and I'm here. And all this is raw. Like he has no idea what he's getting himself into tonight. Like, thank you for being here. You're like a, a lab rat almost. Not that you're like a lab rat, but like this is, you're a test subject. You have no idea what's coming at you. And what and, we uh, said right before, he has no idea either. <laughs> so we just set it up perfectly. But yeah, it is, great. it is awfully quiet at your house right now. Uh, so this is amazing. Yeah, it was just really chaotic, like. 20 seconds ago yes. uh, they all went upstairs <laughs> big things to do stop it this is well, you missed it jeremy in the middle of the first uh, verse had to walk away it's like zeke get out of here go uh, go watch the TV. Yeah. <laughs> i want to give kudos to joe because they had like you say in weston and 
did you even miss like one group? You just boom, you were like, we're not missing anything. Yeah. Dude. No, I just <laughs> went straight into it. I mean, he was about like a week old almost by that time we had our uh <laughs> it was that week dude yeah, yeah. that's impressive <laughs> i mean like i think when we had edda we made like the whole church like shut down the community groups i think yeah. or we just timed I mean, it that way it's not so. like i had to go anywhere right so it's you know, no excuses right <laughs> but we want to open couple... up the computer sorry oh you good we just want to we just want to know a couple of questions um that we have for you um you began the community groups as a leader um never done this is our our first shot at community groups but but what change has happened in your life slash faith since you joined slash have been leading a community group like what concrete change um i think uh just more application of the word and uh just having it stick with me and always be on my mind you know it, it took it beyond just going to church on Sunday, listen to message and being like, oh yeah, that's, that's cool. Right. And then kind of forgetting about it. Right. Until yeah. next Sunday, it's, uh, you know, I think it really puts on your mind and you, you know, our group meets on Thursday. So we have some time to kind of reflect on it and then, you know, relook at the, at your notes or whatever on the, you know, Wednesday night before, and then Thursday, now it's, discussing it and it's getting the different perspectives and it's just from all of that it just helps it keep keep the lord on my mind keep the word on my mind and help me to you know identify things as i go about my day and just try to apply you know what i'm learning and i ask a question that might be unique to you specifically mm -hmm. um how is it and i'm thinking about the future leader that might watch this in the next couple of days and I think about this what is it as a leader to have a couple of pastors in the group and you're the actual leader how does that feel and I really just want you to be honest because I know it's got to be a little intimidating but seems like you're not afraid of it super intimidating yeah <laughs> <laughs> no I mean honestly it's the, the the leading part is not about knowing you know everything it's just keeping the conversation going and just keeping people um just into it, you know, and really just trying to learn from each other. Uh, you know, I, I honestly don't, haven't gotten through the whole Bible ever, you know, read through the whole thing, but uh, you know, this is helping me learn. And, you know, it's nice actually to have them there to kind of, Hey, can you help us understand this part? You know, Jeremy's really clutch with uh, breaking down the, uh, you know, the historic, backgrounds and, and well, Jeremy uh, you know, hasn't gotten to the New Testament yet but he's read the Old Testament a couple of times <laughs> trying to get there so uh yeah so I think it's it's been nice having them in and you know just kind of keeping everyone um like I said into it and I think the other part is as pastors like you're people too right so getting the perspectives of you know the, your community around you I think it's just as important it's good. Yeah, I, I love the question, Jeff. And I love your answer, Joe, about just, I mean, feeling like you don't have to have all the answers. You don't have, I mean, like, that's what we we feel as pastors. We don't have all the answers, but I, I learned so much from, from Joe about like other things too, like about, you know, not just about faith, but about the Bible, but about like fatherhood and what it means to be a parent. And like, how do you, how do you do this, man? I don't even know. Bar Barnett, you want to uh, give him the next question? Do you have it there for him? This one's a, an interesting one for you. He had to like minimize all the, he's like looking at knives or something. Like that. <laughs> no, actually, I don't have Doc X, so I don't have. Oh, sorry. I'll get, I'll get it for you. What, what's, uh, what's the weirdest part about the community group? Maybe at the beginning or like, what's weird about it? Other than uh, I'm, I'm going to get in trouble if I say stuff. So. <laughs> the weird part. I mean, I don't know. I guess it just depends on the person, but it could be weird just having that first strangers come into your house. You don't really know them, but, uh, you know, you get to know everyone pretty quickly from there. And yeah, I would say that's probably it. And then with, uh, when we switched to zoom, I think just, uh, you know, the bad connections is weird, right? No. <laughs> when people start, you know, 
the connection's breaking up and you can only say, what was that? So many times before it gets awkward. So minimal like weirdness, right? Like, yeah, sometimes yeah. You, you deal with like, you have some pastors in your group or whatever, and that's weird, you know, or it, it can be awkward the first time you're, you're getting to know people. That's just like life, you know? Yeah. But what about like the best experience? So we talked about like weirdest, but what's the, what is the best experience of being in the community group? I think uh, best experience would just be, you know, it's, it's in the name building that community um, coming together. And now, you know, I have this group of friends that, you know, we're, we're chatting all the time. I know the, um, we kind of break up. We have our different group chats that go. We have the whole group and the the men's and, and the women's group chats are going and um, just turning it more from, you know, going beyond just having to be a Bible study and, and really starting to, uh, as Dustin always says, live life together. And uh, I think that's been the coolest part, you know, and being able to uh, reach out to each other in good times, bad times, uh, mm-hmm. everything, just feel like you have that support. One of the questions I keep thinking in my head is somebody's watching and it's not in a community group. And I know you're a leader, but what what would you say to that person that's kind of on the fence that's like hasn't really made that decision, but they're, they're, they they want more? Has has the community group made Christ more alive and the Bible and church or or is it just the same old peanut butter and jelly that you had six months ago? No, I think it's definitely like I said, um, definitely made it more alive. It's keeping it constantly on my mind and making me want to to dive deeper and learn more and, and, you know, just continue to discover and, you know, to the person on the fence, uh, this may not be the right answer, but uh, (laughs) try it out. If you don't like it, you don't have to stay, you know, it's your life, but you know, we'd love to have you. (laughs) It's your life. (laughs) Yeah. We're not going to hold, hold them captive. I think that's the beautiful thing is you're not signing up for something that's indefinite, right? Cause some, sometimes it's so looming that, Hey, I got to sign up for this group and, I got to like be friends with these people for life. Well, you know, if it, sometimes it doesn't work out, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be a part of a group for, for life. But I have a, a question, you know, I'm a newlywed. And how has a group being part of community group helped your marriage? Uh, that's mm-hmm. a good question. Um, you feel like it has? I mean, you could be honest. You could say, well, I don't know. It's jacked mine up, but I want them interested here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think it's, it's brought us... Um, both closer to God and closer together, right? It's become the, a common thing to, you know, chat about Sunday after we listen to the service. And then, you know, as we're getting ready for uh, for our group meeting or during the meeting, just chatting about it. And then even after, right? We kind of reflect on the different perspectives that everyone else had. And uh, I think it's just that, you know, he's at the center and it's that common area for us to just come together and circle around. And it's been great. Wow, that's good. Yeah, I, I had a question, but I forgot it. Uh, <laughs> but, oh, that's what it was. Uh, Dustin, can you tell us a little bit about uh, how the, like Joe mentioned, this is not just like a Bible study, um, because th- that's different. Those are great, but this is not, this is different. Um, how, like, what is what we do? It's, it's called sermon-based Bible study, which is, you know, Bible studies in the name, but the community group is is related to the sermon. So you don't have to come with all this, like, pre-reading and you don't have to like know everything and what like just tell us a little bit about that so we go through a quarter system and what joe was just referring to is you're not locked in forever so this one is a seven week quarter that we're going into that's going to lead right up until uh, a week before thanksgiving and it's sermon based and so we want to make sure that the sermon isn't just in one ear and out together because you know we need scripture to help transform our lives. And so we're able to take notes on Sunday to try to get some images that really stuck out to us. You don't have to come memorizing all of the scripture, like Jeremy's saying. Uh, we're going to have our community group on Thursday, and I have this image of, a, of an honor, your honor, the judge in the courtroom, and that stuck with me. And so I have a chance to now say, okay, let's just take it apart a little bit more and see how it spoke to Joe or see how it spoke to uh, his wife, Sydney, or see how it speaks to other leaders, Sterling and Jessica. It just goes back and forth. And the really cool thing is, 
is that we have a sheet that you can download from our website uh, that, that Jeremy puts together, and it has questions, and not just these, you know, theology uh, questions of when would this happen, when would this, it's fun stuff too. Uh, we had a message about the snowball effect and all these different things that happened in our lives, and we really got to take that apart. So you get to learn about people's sense of humor, you get to see where they've come from, and then you get to dissect these different parts of the Bible, a certain scripture. And because you're getting to hear from other people's perspective, you then get to really make sense. Like I, I've had things that I've read before a couple times that Joe may have read differently. And when he speaks life into that scripture, it suddenly clicks with me and I'm able to remember it and retain it for a long time. And then the most beautiful thing is uh, if you don't get through that whole sheet, you've had a great night because you then have had so much sharing and talking and usually laughing and sometimes crying that it just makes sense. So uh, community groups is not just a Bible study. It's, you know, sharing life and really going back to years of childhood and brought up to the, what's happening in your life right now. I love what you're saying because, uh, it's, we're doing sermon based, not because we think the sermons are so awesome and then you got to hear them. We're doing it because people have different perspectives and they really open up the gospel. And Joe, you were talking about it. Just give us an example of kicking something around because that's what happens in my life. I listen to the message like Dustin was saying and kicking around Goldilocks in your honor this week and kind of getting wrecked by the sermon about we need to honor people while they're alive. What have you kicked around this week maybe that you've heard this Sunday? And I'll, I'll kind of talk for a couple of seconds just to kind of help you give some <laughs> filler so that I'm putting you on the spot. But, uh, you know, that's really what we're trying to do is keep the sermon alive and keep the text alive because you press in and God responds. I mean, that's the that's the beauty of God is he wants to respond to you individually on what you read and how you heard it. There, was that enough? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> figure it out. Um, <laughs> so, you know, what I liked from, from the sermon on Sunday and Jeremy has this habit of doing it whenever, whenever he speaks is, uh, he'll say something and then he'll catch me and he'll call me out with a, and you may think that you're honorable, but like <laughs> yeah. when you think about it, you're not, I'm like, okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and so I think that's been what I've been kicking around trying to apply uh, specifically is the um, I'm not I'm going to butch the scripture, the, uh, scripture but it's something about uh, respect your king but honor was honor God respect king right yeah. and um, that's something that I've refocused on and has been applying um, at work this week and it's something that I think was needed and uh you know it's helped me to relieve you know some unnecessary stress that you know was maybe going on in my life and to you know be able to let some of those things go and and just know that you know this is what we were you know what we're instructed to do so it's good amazing I mean you're you're the real deal man how did we how did we get you did Dustin like uh bribe you I don't know how we we got you here. This he he caught me getting coffee and said, we should get coffee sometime. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. All downhill. Now, every time he gets a text message or call, it's like, what's next? Yeah. <laughs> hey, but we really do appreciate your time. We know you got three kids, a, a wife and a dog um, and, a, and a full-time job and everything else that goes along with, with life during COVID and all this stuff. But we really appreciate you and, and your service uh, to God and the church. Uh, any any last questions you guys have? Um, because we'll, we'll all sign off too after this. But um, what, do, what do you guys have for Joe or some encouragement or any, any final thoughts? Well, I was going to encourage you, Joe, and your wife. I'm just super excited to see you step up. I mean, I mean, we've been blessed by so many people stepping up, but you were one of them. And we, we are so blessed by you kind of taking the, uh, the, the, the helm on this. And I love what you said. And I just want to encourage you that, that everyone, I, I don't have all the answers. I know Jeremy's in academia. He doesn't have all the answers. Dustin does. 
doesn't, does sometimes. But Jeff Barnett, he's got a brain that just keeps going. So he'll give you an answer, even if he doesn't have an answer. And a question. Uh, and a question, too. But I just want to encourage you. I love that you're not feeling like you have to know everything. You just feel comfortable in your skin. And the group is really allowing that. So thanks for stepping out and, and walking your family through it. They're watching you uh, like a hawk. And in the end, this is going to be critical to their faith as well. Yeah, thank you. I'd like to say that, you know, it's all me, but obviously we all know that's not true for sure. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, things that go into to making everything work. Yeah, I'll, I'll go next. I want to encourage you, Joe. I mean, it's been a pleasure getting to know you better and serving alongside you, but you opened up, you and Cindy opened up your home uh, to, like you were saying, some people you didn't know too well, and you opened them with welcome uh, open arms and welcomed everyone. And you've made this environment that uh, makes such a successful community group. And the input that you guys give is, uh, it's much needed. It's a fresh fresh air. And you're just overall great dude. Uh, I really enjoy your family and you have made a difference. So thanks for being willing to step out of your comfort zone. Cause some people, if I had approached them to say, hey, you know what, you should lead a group. A lot of people would say, maybe I shouldn't, but you were willing enough to say, you know what, let's give this a shot. Uh, I think it's time to step out. So thanks for listening to God's call and just thanks for being a, a good dude. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like you guys are trying to test me on my humbleness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're just honoring you like this past message. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just say uh, in closing before we, we do sign off is that uh, when we were meeting live in person before um, all the COVID quarantine shut down and all of that, um, Joe and Sydney, they would move their cars um, from their garage and they live in a, um, a place where there's not much parking and they would move their cars so that we who had kids could park in their garage and they would do this religiously every single week. And what? The, I know. And I remember I, I, I would never my, do that. I know. I mean, I brought my truck one, one time and uh, it was fun. Like, cause the, the guys, we all go downstairs and hang out in the garage during the prayer request time. And uh, his, his boys, Jackson and Carter are, are just like jumping up in the truck and like jumping out. And then they're like hitting everyone with drumsticks while we're trying to <laughs> pray and stuff. But it's just, we're, we're, we're experiencing what life is really like when the gospel meets us right at the center of everything. And I think that's the beautiful part about, um, being in community. So thank you guys so much for um, being here. Thank you all for uh, being on Facebook tonight and uh, joining us as well uh, in the chat. Uh, we're going to, we're going to have some, uh, some fun in our community groups. If you want more information, Dustin, here you go. Here's your, here's your selling point. Give it to us. If you would like to sign up for a community group, I make it very easy in the chat right now. Just put sign me up. And if you're happening to listen to this message after it's live, Still going to be on Facebook. Put sign me up. I will contact you. I will plug you in a group. You can email me, Dustin at journeythechurch.org. I guarantee if you sign up for a group, you will get something out of it. That's my Dustin double A guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. You, you see that with the smile too? I guarantee. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Look at that. Wow. Nice. We better sign off now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, everybody. We're done now, right? Yeah, that's it. Thanks. We'll see you guys. Bye, everyone.